What up, y'all? Another episode of Shoe Booty Sports coming at you Tuesday night, December 13th. Christmas creeping uh, very fast up on me. I guess I need to start on the Christmas shopping stuff. But well, that's that's for another another time. This is your host, Graham Powell, co-host Bradley Brown. Say what's up, Brad. What's happening? Nice hat, by the way. Come into focus a little more. It's blending in too well with the wall. Like, very much, very much so with the wall. It just looks like there's a red dot just above your forehead. But it's a nice-looking hat from what I can tell. What I would it, agree what, with that statement, yeah. What is it? It's the state of Arkansas. Okay, so, all right. With some mountains and a, and a golf. Okay, all it's right. It's a golf hat. It's like, is that a golf flag? Okay, all right. That's a cool hat. I dig it. All right, quick shout-out to our sponsor. Y'all, Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. How it is, you sign up for one or all five of their races there at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app. Screenshot your results. Submit those results there on the website under the Submit Results section. Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, your uh, award will be will be shipped to you by mail, free shipping on all orders. Also, check out their gear section, T-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. Again, rhinoraces.com. So we're going to start on a sad note. Mike Leach, the legend, Mississippi State football coach, dies at age 61 uh, Monday night in, uh, at the hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, I believe it was. So, yeah. Sad news. You knew the situation was dire if you were watching it closely or paying attention to it. They, they had said he, he was going to need a miracle, and that, of course, always I, doesn't usually end well. And uh, I was almost bracing myself for it today. Yeah, same. Like I, I, was, I was checking like my fantasy hoops lineup because I didn't make the playoffs, so I'm just moving on to basketball now. And a friend of mine texts me, says, that this like it's it's a girl that doesn't follow football at all okay she texts me saying the funny coach died like question mark and like a sad emoji and i I knew exactly what she was talking about i said oh no so i just admit i'm sitting at my computer i immediately go to espn and i was like ah yep there it is right there on the headline so i was yeah i was kind of just bracing myself for it hoping he could pull through but yeah it's uh yeah, suffered sad. a massive heart attack sad sad uh sad day for i don't know not not just i mean earth lost an awesome man you know not just an awesome football coach the the mike leach could have hosted like a i don't know like a talk show or something and i would have tuned in you know yeah, pretty much any time uh, a microphone's in front of his face, it's must see TV. And he's going, and th- and here's the thing: he's going to give you an honest opinion of it, of what he thinks of it. He he wasn't he. I, multiple people have said this, but it was he was a refreshing take of just uh, a genuine guy. You know, like he he was genuine. He wasn't. He didn't put on this facade. This shield of this you know that you see with football coaches today especially at the collegiate level don't want to risk damaging their brand or something they're this just stoic figure without an opinion on a lot of things 
And Mike Leach was in many ways, the opposite of that. He was just going to be himself hundred percent, 24 seven. Didn't matter if there was a microphone in this in front of him or not. He was going to be himself. He was going to tell you his opinion on it. And, and this is the thing. He wasn't just a, you know, com- you know, comical dudes, dude. I mean, he was an, he was an offensive innovator, you know, uh, popularized in many ways, the air raid, uh, at least, uh, kind of the way that you see it today, just, uh, his, his version of it at least. And yeah, I mean, he was, he was a heck of a football coach. He wasn't, he wasn't just the funny guy, you know, he was a heck of a football coach. And one, everywhere he went, you know, put kind of put tech back on the map, Texas Tech. I mean, when were when were we talking about Texas Tech football games or at least tuning in, you know, before he got there? I still remember them, but you know, the the throat of Crabtree. Oh yeah. And I think he went on the Dan Patrick show shortly after that. And they had asked him, like, like Dan Patrick asked him, so what do you call that play? And he goes, six. You know, just in that <laughs> my cleach voice, and and they're like, "Why do you call it six? Because he's like, "Cause a touchdown, six, six points." Like it's just just that that kind of stuff there, just simple and. But and but he could, but then he could go on a a complex in depth thought of candy, you know, candy corn, or something, or weddings, or what what have you. So just in, interesting cat, offensive genius. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him, obviously, obviously just wish he was still with us, but he was kind of, you know, he went to Washington state and then had success there and then comes to Mississippi state. And I saw him as kind of like the next Dan Mullen, you know, like Dan Mullen got Mississippi state where they really realistically can be. Kind of like what Arkansas strives to be, at least yeah. you know to the rational you know fans, just around that consistent eight win team that's going to win some big games, and that's the and you're going to have some every now and then you'll have like that ten win season. That's what Mullen got Mississippi State back to, and my I thought I saw Mike Leach as that guy, that guy that was going to come back and do that. And I don't know what their record is now. Like, like how many did they? I know they won the Egg Bowl, so he went out a winner. I think he beat yeah. Ole Miss two years in a row. I believe that's right. But he uh, he was yeah. he was essentially that guy, and he and his win loss record has shown that in these last couple of years. Were you looking up the record? Yeah, I can't remember it. I want to say they had eight wins. Uh, could be right. Could be like eight and four. I don't know, but they were like six and one at one point. And of course, oh yeah, they were Arkansas. rolling at one point. Yeah, throttled Arkansas. Now Arkansas didn't have KJ that game, but still. Yeah, he he had he had essentially gotten Mississippi State back to that reputable program, you know, in the, in the SEC West. 
So college football lost, lost a legend. Now uh, the just the world in general is not it's not as cool with, without him in it, man. So rest in peace, peace, uh, Mike Leach. Prayers to prayers to his family, uh, the players, and I think I do think it's cool they're going to play in the bowl game, you know, in in honor of him. That's what he would have wanted. You know, oh, yeah. that, that's what he would have wanted them to do. But yeah, sad, sad day for college football and beyond. I've been on down that YouTube rabbit hole at various points today. Started this morning of just Mike Leach interviews. And I before we started, I was with him or I was looking at the one of him doing the weather report when he was at Texas Tech. And just doing the just do like I do and just go from there talking about whether or not what what the weather's gonna be whether it's rain or what what have you but okay all right the high in other news the heisman trophy presentation was saturday shocker caleb williams won it the odds on favorite no surprises there i didn't even see where everybody else ranked didn't care to look i know apparently stetson ranked last and that's not a surprise I'm mean, not a surprise People still think he's a, a game manager on the best football team in the country. He's more than that. And I predict, I think what will happen, he will, he will show in the playoff that he is more than that. So, yeah. All right. So, Caleb Williams wins the Heisman. Okay. So, that's pretty much all we can talk about with college football because no games are happening. Well, Army Navy, well, oh, it was Saturday. I was gonna say, right? Yeah, did you see it? You watched that game? I watched bits and pieces of it. Did you think about the uh, uniforms? Navy's helmet was was pretty cool. Like, it, I mean, it, I didn't think it was just as dope as a lot of people thought it was. But, like, the what was it? Like, the like Earth or something on the back of it behind the NASA? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was something to do with space. But yeah, nothing irrelevant. was beating those. Yeah, nothing was beating those army unis. Those yeah, that looks, was, those look pretty sweet. Like those, you those didn't even did look need to good. look at them close; they just popped. So, look yeah. mean. I did see yeah. Na- what Navy fired their coach. Did they? <laughs> yeah, like the <laughs> the next day. Yeah, yeah. He, he had like a he had a winning record there. It was like one oh three and eighty nine, something in that range. So I I don't know, uh, but yeah, a typical Army Navy game. But I I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did catch bits and pieces of it. But yeah, there was that and Heisman Trophy uh, presentation, and now we're going on to going on to the bowl games. Hogs play theirs win like the twenty eighth, December twenty eighth. Yeah, and it's Kansas. In the Liberty Bowl? Yep. Okay, shows how much I've been paying attention to that. But, okay. But, <laughs> who's going to play in that thing? Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> see, I don't know who's all sitting out. I mean, is, K- is KJ going to play? I mean, I don't I'm see sure why KJ, I'm sure KJ will play, but, I mean, everybody's entered the portal. I mean, Knox oh, entered true. this morning. So I did see... Which he's following. Uh, he's following. That. Yeah. He's following the coach, so can't blame him. Following who, though? Uh, 
that low gains dude, the tight ends coach, who's the offensive coordinator for South Carolina. Now he just got hired. Oh, okay. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad he was on our, on their team and all, but like, I, I didn't think that was that big of a blow when I saw it. I just have just in the back of my mind, just the, the tip passes into yeah, defenders true. hands. I didn't, I didn't think that'd be that big of a loss. But he did some good. He did some good things at Arkansas. I don't mean that as a knock, but he wasn't some superstar transferring. And you could, I think you could, he could say possibly that. make some noise in the NFL. He's got the, he's got the build they look for. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see. I know that's what they're going for. I know that's what oh, they're yeah. going that's for exactly when they moved what into going for. moved into tight end. But I mean, I don't see him blocking. You know, he he'll be he'll be a receiver. He'll be lined out yeah. in the slot, you know, at times if he gets if he makes it to that level. I don't know. I don't know if he can be that. Maybe he can. Maybe he can. Have you, but have you uh, seen any of the names that they're tossing around for the new tight ends coach? Yes. Surely you've seen the one I seen today. Yeah, it was and ridiculous. Did you did you audibly laugh whenever you read it? <laughs> I did. I, I did no, too. I, honestly, I shook my head thinking. There are really there are people that really believe this. Who believes this? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll tell you all who we're talking about. Uh, somebody tweeted out that apparently there were serious <laughs> talks of Rob Gronkowski. Yes, that that, that Gronk. Why uh, coming coming to be the tight ends coach at the University of Arkansas because he has so many ties to Arkansas. It's like John Gruden guarantee guarantee John Gruden's going to be the next coach all over again. That kind of stuff. Hey, I also heard Joe Montana is going to come be our quarterbacks coach. I di- I didn't hear about that one. That's that, um, that's about but, as believable though. But I I'm sure that I I wouldn't be shocked if I saw that on Twitter. Okay, I'd be a little shocked, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if I saw that from someone on Twitter. Yeah. But I did see numerous tweets immediately after that one saying things like that. You know, just ripping that report it wasn't a report it was <laughs> some some guy some batman's the defensive coordinator watch out who batman oh yeah i mean twitter's wild like that though man but uh yeah i, I don't know they, so many people are in the transfer portal now i knew d i knew dj5 uh clemson quarterback or former yeah. quarterback now was he, this was last week? He had, he announced he was hitting the transfer portal, which is predictable. You know the Klubnik guy is going to be the guy, and he, cle- and he clearly was in the ACC championship game too. Apparently, the Chriswell kid may be coming. Oh, he's coming! Yeah, I mean he's already com- committed, I believe. Jacoby Chriswell from yeah. Moralton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was a player at Moralton, oh, from yeah. what I remember. So. Yeah, that'll that'll be a that'll be a solid get because there's gonna be there's room for a backup quarterback now too. Uh, yeah, so, for some reason Chad Morris just couldn't land him. Hey, it's uh, <laughs> it's not over yet. We'll see. Yeah. Well, mo- moving on. Let's go. Let's go to the NFL now. All right. Did you see the new uh, that the new Patrick Mahomes pass dropped on Sunday? Oh yeah, a little. Oh yeah, that was strange. But yeah, that it's was pretty awful. cool. 
That was awesome. I, I chuckled and just at how I made, I don't know, dude, he's the magic Johnson of, of football. I mean, just hit just the, whatever you even call it, just the underhanded toss that was that like still had like some drop to it. it I don't know. It was only something That's Patrick weird. Mahomes could do. Uh, Chiefs did win that game, correct? Yes. It's a lot of close games. The 49ers-Bucks game was not close, though. No. Uh, Bills eked out one against the Jets and what you would figure would be that type of game. That uh, game killed defense. me fantasy-wise. Like, <clears throat> across the board, all leagues, that single game killed me. Well, Jets have a stout defense. I mean, Jets are going to make things tough for any Top score in the league out in the first damn round. Eight of my players put up season lows. Wait, so I thought it was like double. I thought it was like a two-week thing. Not in this league. Uh, So you're you're done? Yep, in my big big league, yeah. Ouch. All that, all that, man, just for my team to shit the bed in the first round of the playoffs. (laughs) Dude, let me tell you. Hey, at least you got there, man. I finished five and nine. Five and nine, so... And I still put in three waiver wire picks just to, to <laughs> today, just to be that asshole. You just load up on quarterbacks or something. No, I took like a I took like a Dawson Knox, a Jarek McKinnon, and I put in one for like uh, uh, Jamison Williams because I thought somebody might try to snag snag him. I was like, wow. I'm just gonna be that jerk that takes these <laughs> takes these players. So that the top tier guys can't have them. I, I was I was that guy for like five minutes a day. As soon as I was done with basketball, which by the way, um, lighten it lighten it up through one night of fantasy basketball. Got my guys Tatum playing right now. I got Tatum. Lighten it up. The Western University Dolphins are dominant thus far. Do you recognize the team name? Western University Dolphins. You don't, I can tell. Uh, do you remember the movie, uh, was it Blue Chips? With Nick yeah. Nolte and Shaq? Yeah. That was Is that the, where it was, Western University, that they yes, it was brought the, into? It was the Western University Dolphins. It just randomly popped into my head while I was uh, shortly after the draft. I was like, yeah, we'll just go with that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I, I was that guy though, in in fantasy football. As soon as I was done with that, I was like, I'm gonna just see who's out there. Okay, well, all right, I'm gonna snag this dude. Well, apparently last week, and this was only brought up on uh on the fantasy fantasy football now show. It's on Sunday mornings on ESPN. Don't mean to plug any shows, but whatever. Um, but yeah, they got a last minute tweet asking for advice, and they're like, Hey, do you think it's bad that with the bye weeks that are going on right now that I unloaded my bench and got the top five quarterbacks for people who didn't plan ahead. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could see that, but he didn't say if he was out of the playoffs or not. So, well, I was that it's a bold guy. Move. It's a bold move if you're still in still in the hunt for the playoffs. But. Yeah, pretty bold if you're. But see, when you got nothing to lose, like me, you're just you're just literally just trying to take down other people. Yeah, like just take some of their Bring joy them down with you. Yeah, you're tr- yeah, you're trying to take some of their joy, drag them down with you. Like, that's what you do in that situation. 
Uh, did you watch the 49ers Bucks game? I tried, and it was I just did. a beatdown. I did. I mean, it was just, it was cool in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, it wasn't interesting because they they flipped the game. You know, like they yeah. switched games because it was that bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 49ers stomped them, man. But it was pretty cool to see Brock Purdy like light it up and to see his family like just overjoyed. You know, I mean, his dad had to be just he was clearly just one proud dude up there in the up there in the stands. And to do that to the, you know, to the to the greatest of all time, you know. I know not doing it to him out there, but his de- the you know, 49ers defense did. Well, you see what I mean, I'm sure you've seen what Dre Greenlaw did. I, after I did the game. after the game, yeah. Did you see Brady's reaction, like his comment on it this morning on a radio show? No, I did not. I saw him he's, signing it. Yeah, he signed it, but somebody asked him about it this morning on some talk show, and he's like, it's like, yeah, it was shitty. You know, it was kind of shitty, you know. You know, he's like, I was out there giving my best. He's like, yeah, it's a good, you know, good play for him. And he's like, that's that's all fine. But, yeah, he's like, I felt pretty shitty. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it, okay. It did seem kind of like a, I don't know, it, like, hey, well, what, sign what the ball that worse? I intercepted from you. <laughs> did you hear the audio on it? What made it worse is at the end of it, Greenlaw's like, yeah, man, I've been watching you since I was like two. I mean, I wouldn't say that's a knock. I mean, that's a compliment. Yeah. He's still in the league. He's still in the league, but yeah, it's showing maybe he, I don't know, man. But he's all—he's clearly in a bad mood. He's not going to be in a good mood, but they're still leading the South. Those are two yeah. division leaders. That's, a... that's two division leaders. That's a, man, that's wild. Um, Yeah, if they meet in the playoffs, it's going to look exactly the same, I think. No matter who's a quarterback yeah. back there, although it's gonna look, it looks like right now it's it's gonna be Brock Purdy, and fortunately Debo Samuel is gonna be okay. I yeah. thought I saw that live. I thought he's done. He's done for I the didn't, year. I didn't see it live, but I seen this morning where they said he's he's back. So well, I I cringed. I cringed like seeing it live, and then they go to commercial and they come back and he's on the cart and he's in tears. I'm like, yep, that's it. He's he's done for the year. 49ers are officially done. They officially have no shot at the Super Bowl now. But yeah, just a MCL sprain, high ankle sprain. Like Shanahan said, the uh, he he said he thought it was just a high ankle sprain. But yeah, it's an MCL sprain too. But still, he'll just a sprain. Uh, He'll be back by the playoffs at least. So, all right, you were saying. Said speaking out for the season, Kyler Murray. He was my one and only hope. The league that I started off in 5-0 and and have only won two games since. I still have the slimmest chance of making the playoffs. I'm tied for fourth. I needed fifth place to lose. He was projected to lose by like 15 to 20 points, but he was playing against Kyler Murray, and he won because Kyler put up like one point. So, well, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was real early when that happened. It yeah. was not, it was a non-contact. Non-contact, uh, yeah. You knew what it was whenever he went down. I guess so. they do need to go to grass, man, because this is happening a lot. This is happening a lot. I don't know how much grass will fix it. But I know Cooper Cup, who does more cutting on the field than probably anybody, or at least as much. 
you know, he, he is a big proponent of everybody needing to switch to grass, which I don't know how you're going to make that. You're, you're not going to be able to make that work in like an indoor stadium. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There might be something to this. Um, Beckham going down the Super Bowl. Uh, this Kyler Murray, like you want to keep the stars in the game. They've changed the rules to where the stars can stay in the league, you know, stay in the game, stay in the league. I mean, if, if the rules were what they were in 1995, Brady would have retired, you know, 10, oh, seven, yeah. 10 years ago. So I, I don't know. There may be something to that. I enjoy playing. I'm glad that we played on grass. I know that. Uh, I don't know. The one, Lane, one and only time we played on turf was War Memorial, right? Yes, and it, and it hurt. And felt weird. Yeah, it felt like running on concrete. I mean, well, well carpeted concrete, very yeah, thin it, carpeted concrete. wasn't wasn't that bad, but it but it. I mean, it it hurt like when you hit the ground. It was not as giving as grass for sure, but. Yeah, there may be something to all that. Uh, the other big game, uh, Eagles, they look like the best team in football to me. They look like the best team in pro football. I think they are legit the team to beat. You, you could say Buffalo, Kansas City will compete with them, maybe Cincinnati. Yeah. And, but I, th I think top to bottom, roster-wise, Philadelphia has the best roster in the league. They throttled the Giants. Jalen Hurt, 12-1 and one now. Jalen Hurts looks like the MVP of the league. Barring some awful game or something like that, or and then losing some, and then Patrick Mahomes just lighting it up. Uh, the award looks like it's his to lose right now. Yeah. I mean, there's, what, four more games left in the regular season, I believe. But, uh, yeah, Eagles look like the team to beat to me. I, I don't. They're they're the favorites. Could somebody beat them? Sure, but yeah. yeah, they they look like if I if I were running things in Vegas, they'd be my favorite. Could they get beat by the Jets? No, they got beat by Washington. I watched that game. Um, this was right, but this is right when Washington started to get hot. Uh, Heineke was at quarterback, and the Eagles played terrible. I mean, they played. Yeah beyond bad every time they would come back like it looked like they were about to take the game turnover <laughs> like it like like hurts through like a 40 yard bomb to a guy guy caught it started running gets hit ball comes out right to what it was that all game yeah like I that's what that. it that's what it took for them to lose that's what it took took for them to lose that game and that's what it'll take for them to lose you know to lose other games not necessarily against like uh buffalo or kansas city or cincinnati but i mean if they play their best best football i don't know i don't think anybody can beat them but i mean gosh with, with aj brown and Devonte smith dude and, I, if you're a, if you do daily fantasy football i would just uh get hertz and brown and then just fill in the rest you're probably going to kick more than half people's ass yeah i would so. i could see that i mean aj brown has just been i mean they both but aj brown is just absolute unit to defend and jalen hurts is just he's throwing darts man he's throwing dimes to him yeah. he is he is a he is completely just 
changed my opinion of him as a quarterback from his start at Alabama to now. I mean, it's just when he went to Oklahoma, he was a different guy. Lincoln Riley tweaked so much uh, with him and just uh, like completely uh, just made him a legitimate quarterback rather than just a running back playing quarterback. You know, it was, yeah, he, he's, I don't know, he has thoroughly impressed me. I'm a fan of his. I hope he continues to play well. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be totally fine with seeing the Eagles go all the way. Uh, yeah. That's a fun team to watch. But uh, improving teams, how about the Lions, man? What are they, six and seven now? Uh, Jared Goff, lighting it up, beat the Vikings. I mean, that offense is coming on. Jamison Williams back. Uh, you know, one of the fa- – may have been the fastest dude in college football last year, at least from what I could tell see on the field. But you add him to the mix. Dan Campbell, man, uh, he how could you not root for that guy? I was going to say, I no matter how this season ended up, I hope the Lions stick with Dan Campbell. Like, I hope they oh, stick Oh, they with should. Him. This is their best season in a well, while. And, But even when they were like, they had lost like five in a row or something, teams are, guys on other teams were saying, the Lions are the team that we don't want to play because they are so physical. Like they like we feel roughed up after every game, even though we win. It's, it's not like they got ran out of the stadium either. Whenever they lost those five, they, I mean, they were all pretty sure four out of five of them were pretty fairly close one possession yeah. games. They are no longer the laughing stock of the league. That's the Denver Broncos. That's right. <laughs> but they bad. Well, no, yeah. Houston Texans. They only won a game, a single That's true. game. But Russell Wilson still has still doesn't have as many touchdown passes as he does bathrooms in his house. So. It's it just it's weird, but we didn't expect anything from the Texans. We expected the Broncos to be oh. Super Bowl contenders. I don't know about Super Bowl contenders, but we expect them to be a lot better in what three and whatever they are. I expected them games. to. I expected them to be in the mix. I'm not saying they would have won it, but adding Russell Wilson to that to what was supposed to be just that defense. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, man. They wouldn't have been my Super Bowl favorite, but they I definitely saw them as a playoff team. This is yeah, this is crazy. And how about Seattle, man? Seattle oh, seven yeah. seven and six right now, and they're playing it smart. Like mm-hmm. reports are out there that they're gonna offer Geno like a two year, twenty million a year deal. Which if Geno's smart, he'll accept that. He's not gonna get no. forty mil anywhere else. If they off if he if he wants that they'll just be like oh we're, well we're just not going to pay that and you're going to go be a backup somewhere again. But unless he yeah. somehow took them to a Super Bowl and just curb stomped whoever they played, still wouldn't give him forty million a year. But I, I yeah like a two year twenty million dollar deal, and as of right now with Denver's pick, you're going to get the number two pick in in the draft this year. So. Give Geno a, a reasonable contract, and you can still go pick your quarterback for the future. At worst, you're going to get the second quarterback off the board, as as of right now, anyway. So Seattle has won big in that trade. Everybody was yeah. calling them crazy. Like, are they really going to roll with Drew Locke and Geno Smith this this season? And they're like, oh, we're going to roll with Geno. Like, okay. And, yeah, man, seven, seven and six. 
yeah, if they hey, if they were in the they were in the NFC South, they'd be, you know, they'd be winning or yeah, leading that division. But, you know, behind San Francisco there on the west, but in the west, but I mean, hey, clear the clear winners there. Uh okay, uh, somebody else uh looking looking like I thought they would eventually. Uh Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence, he's man. been tearing it up. Tearing and it up. Shout out to anyone who had Evan Ingram on their team and started them this week. Cause he freaking scored like 30 35% of his season points in that one game. He had like 39 points. Well, I saw some ridiculous stat. I like had him since, on my bench. It was great. Since week nine or something, Trevor Lawrence has like 10 touchdowns, no picks, 73% completion percentage, so, something along those lines. He's having like, he, not record-wise as far as team record, but he's having something similar to what Peyton Manning did from his rookie season to year two. You know, Manning... Famously, was three and thirteen through a league record interceptions for a rookie. I think it was like twenty eight or something. And then in year two, God, they finished. That yeah, no, it was a lot. They were three and th- I mean, it was up. He was on an awful football team. Oh yeah, he's terrible. But yeah, they were terrible. Well, he was too, but the team was terrible. Yeah, but yeah, they were three and thirteen, and then year two, they're thirteen and three, and. They're like, okay, this guy's the next superstar. And that's what he became. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, continuing to traject up upward like like I figured he would eventually if the if Jacksonville would build the team up. And they did that in the offseason. And hopefully they'll continue to do that. They got the right coach for him, Doug Peterson. Got Urban Meyer out of there. But, yeah, I just... Wanted to touch up on that a little bit, and we'll uh, we'll jump to we'll jump to basketball now. We got a few minutes. So you got to jump to basketball. I mean, something happened in basketball over the weekend, right? Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? Well, probably not. Probably not in basketball, but yeah, someone involved in basketball. Yeah, beard. Yeah. (laughs) um, Incident. uh, Have a family get together over my house. I'll I'll choke you. Yeah, domestic violence. Didn't say who it was, you know, who he'd done it to. But it was a late night, yeah, choking incident. Police were called. It was like in the act when they were called. And, yeah, so he is in, he is suspended until further notice at Texas. So, excellent basketball coach, but has some anger yeah. issues from the looks of it. So, probably the right call to suspend him. Bad news for Texas, and bad news for him. But yeah, we'll, we'll sure. see. We'll see how the legal process shakes out there. Uh, Hogs uh, took on a bit. Took on Oklahoma Saturday. I watched the second half of that game. Arkansas looked pretty good. Pretty it's good, still- especially since uh, Brazil's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, Trevin Brazil was- out for the year. <clears throat> tore an ACL. Uh, in last, uh, was it last Tuesday's game? Last Tuesday's game, because mm-hmm. remember, I was like, yeah, they yeah. mentioned something, but they didn't act like it was serious. Those assholes were wrong. Yeah, well, he seemed in decent, you know, in good spirits there on the bench. He didn't look like he was 
you know, that badly injured, but yeah, torn ACL out for the year. It's going to hurt, you know, it's going to hurt Arkansas's chances, but oh yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's what it is. Still got Nick Smith, uh, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh. It looks like he's just, he's kind of stepped up and he's going to yeah, have to, he's, he's going to have to step up into that. He's role. coming into his own. Yeah. Well, he's he's going to have to now uh, with Brazil out for the year, but that's a huge loss for the hogs, but they did look good Saturday against Oklahoma. So we pig on that. Uh, the biggest game though, Alabama has jumped to number four in the rankings after knocking off previously unbeaten number one, Houston. On Saturday, that was a heck of a game. It looked like at one point Houston was going to run away with it. Uh, Alabama comes back and, I don't know, just fights their way back into it. And just, uh, yeah, took it took over late and game was theirs. But SEC looking, I mean, still looking strong, man. But, uh, and, okay, and shocker, guess who the new, yeah, Bama jumps to four. Guess who the new number one is? The Purdue Boilermakers. Do I need to throw on my shock face? Yeah, well, you know, you you know my thoughts on it. Uh, but yeah, we won't touch up on that. Y'all can get it going to dig into previous episodes for that one. Okay, have you seen the Western Conference standings though? Before we get out of here, real quick, I have not. They are absolutely ridiculous. Guess who is leading the Western Conference standings right now? Just take a guess. <laughs> no clue. All right, New Orleans Pelicans leading the West at 18 and 8. Memphis behind them, no shock there, and then Denver and Phoenix. But your typical teams who who we've been used to seeing at the top, uh San Antonio next to last, Lakers at 11-15 completely out of it, 12th and so on. But yeah, interesting shakeup in the Western Conference so far. Uh Phoenix is at number 4 right now at 16 and 11, but hey, but uh, I'm gonna go watch some pro basketball right now. Now that I'm, now that we're talking about it. But we'll see y'all next Tuesday. Till then, have a good one. See you next time. See ya.